0: Happy Thursday. Welcome back in. Thanks for spending some time with us here on Nuanes Now. 1029 ESPN, Missoula. If you're watching in, statewide watch television, SFX Montana TV. I'm Colter Nuanez. Thanks so much to Anthony Knockreiner, Knock On Sports, for swinging by. Anthony had a daily radio show up in uh, the Flathead Valley on KGEZ 600 AM for about five years. And uh, I spent uh, a lot of time, made a lot of appearances on that show. I think he actually told me on our last one, it's something more than 100, I think, which is crazy to think about. But uh, I don't know if it actually did reach 100 or not. But either way, it was always fun. Rapping with Anthony, I always thought he had a great open mind and a lot of curiosity about what uh, the ins and outs of Montana sports, especially the college football level. He gave me a great platform to sort of spread my knowledge, my brand up there in the flathead. And that was, it was fun working with him. And he's on his way back to Florida. That's where he's from. And uh, he was just down in Missoula, Saying what's up to some friends and uh, hanging out, you know, saying goodbye one last time. So hopefully he'll be back around and uh, one chapter closes a new one opens. But appreciate him coming by. We talked J- Junior Bergen flipping his commitment from Montana State to Montana in football. The building senior standout will be a Grizzly, not a Bobcat. So we analyzed that a little bit. Also talked Grizz Portland State as the Grizz gets set to host PSU on Saturday at Washington Grizzly Stadium and uh, also relive some of Knox's favorite memories, best athletes, best moments, and uh, things he'll remember about the great state of Montana as he makes his way back home uh, to the Sunshine State. If you missed anything in the first hour, you can find it on the podcast. Podcasts available on all your podcasting platforms, N-U-A-N-E-Z. That's all you got to type in. You'll get there. Nuanez now. Please rate, review, subscribe. Podcast proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, Blackfoot Communications, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you want to listen live, you want to use your mobile device or computer, all you have to do is go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. You can also find the podcast there under the podcast tab. If you want to stream it, though, click on Listen Live. You'll find the stream. Or if you want to give us a call, shoot us a text, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. Change is a good thing in life, and we are making a little change here at Nuanez now for... A little over a year, we've been doing the Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports with our good friend Carolyn on Fridays. But we got a little schedule change broadly. Regime Seabrook, our good buddy, um, who has contributed on and off at ESPN Missoula for a long time, for even longer than I've been at ESPN Missoula. He'll be sitting in with us on Fridays now for the foreseeable future. He's going to do probably the end of the spring and into the summer. Probably can't be committed all the way through fall because he does a lot of coaching and stuff like that. But because of that, then we're going to move the chick who does no sports to Thursdays. So here we are on a Thursday, Carolyn. I know it's uh, not quite the weekend, but you like to start your weekends on Wednesday nights and then forget all the great sales things that I tell you. Wow. <laughs> <I cannot laughs> How are you? you? What do you got?
2: Um, I have breaking news. <laughs> here we go. But first, not one of you called in asking where I was last Friday.
0: Not one of you. And I'm offended. I know. They were just reveling in the philosophical uh, conversation taking place between regime and myself, I think.
2: I don't think so. Um, I I expect more out of this audience, but that's not my point. Here's the breaking news. A-Rod and J-Lo have broken up.
0: I heard that. Do you have to split half when you're both worth a billion dollars? Well,
2: they didn't ever get married, oh. so they never merged... That's why, why they never got married. Um, I think they also didn't get married because he's a cheating rat bastard. Can I say that? <laughs> I think they also didn't get married because he's a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Okay.
0: <laughs> and I and, mean, I don't really know. I don't really know how to, to navigate these sorts of conversations. I just think if you're exorbitantly rich, then that means you worship greed. And if you worship greed, then you have very little to no moral fiber. And if you have very little to no moral fiber, it's very unsurprising to me that you would be unfaithful to your partner.
2: Uh, Agreed. She gets to keep the $1.8 million ring and um, Mm. she has one less husband on her... Bedposts
0: or whatever because she's <laughs> she's th- been married what three times four four times. I
2: think four times.
0: Who, who else? Mark Anthony.
2: So Mark Anthony.
0: Some little dancer guy. That
2: dancer guy, Chris Judd. <laughs> then she was married to a waiter or a manager. So maybe three times. I thought there was a fourth in there.
0: Maybe back in the day, like in her In Living Color days. Yeah,
2: she was married That That was the dancer yeah. guy. Okay. And then she... um Are
0: you impressed how much I know about this pop yeah. culture stuff?
2: And then Ben, a- ben Affleck and her ah, guy were yeah, engaged. yeah, yeah, yeah
0: ben, ben. But they
2: didn't get married. What a guy. Now, Do you like
0: Ben Affleck? You Ben Affleck I fan? love Ben Affleck. Me too. Yeah, I I he's a flawed Argo human.
2: Oh, great movie.
0: On my uh, trip to Dallas, or I guess my trip to Indy, but on my flight to Dallas, to get to Indianapolis. So I watched Argo for the first time. Couldn't believe I hadn't seen that before. It's a great movie. Really good movie. Have you seen the new his newest movie? No, not yet. Uh, the one about the, the basketball? basketball coach? Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. But Heard it's very good. It's on the list. Okay.
2: So they were going to buy the Mets. I don't know if you remember.
0: I do know that. And then instead somebody else did, right?
2: right. I'm wondering if she saw trouble and said, I'm not buying the Mets with this guy.
0: Right. How about LeBron James by, or excuse me, LeBron James got in on the, the Red Sox, right? And now Alex Rodriguez is not in on the Mets. He's instead in on the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Lynx, the WNBA team. Have you heard this? No. Maybe JLo didn't want to move to Minnesota. I don't blame her. Well, I don't think Alex Rodriguez is moving. I think he's going to move them, but that's total speculation.
2: Where is he going to move them?
0: Oh, man. Somewhere that's not in the frozen... Arctic, (laughs) right? Somewhere you can get free agents. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like Minnesota, the Timberwolves are the team that are the most hurt by the uh, their location and also just like the lifestyle desired lifestyle of NBA players because
2: people don't want to move there,
0: right? Hmm. Like a lot of people. If you're a football guy, like it's different because first of all, the Vikings play inside. But also, there's just going to be a lot of guys from cold weather places and things like that. Like, most NBA guys are from, like, California or Florida, you know? Yeah. So, they don't want to live in Minneapolis in the Mm -hmm. winter. And the winter, you know, I mean, long winters in Minneapolis, so.
2: Well, um, Godspeed to A-Rod. I'm sure he'll (laughs) be fine. Um, I have some other upsetting news today.
0: Okay, Nuana's now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. It's the chick who doesn't know sports with our good friend, Carolyn... What are you upset upset about?
2: My beloved Jim McMahon. Oh, my God. He went on a podcast yesterday Uh, and talked smack about the Bears. Oh, boy. And praised the Cheeseheads, whatever they're
0: called. The Packers. Yeah, the Packers. Wow. What did Um, he say?
2: He basically said he doesn't care about the Bears. You know, he went on a little rant and then said that the Packers was, was... We're a better organization than the Bears.
0: Well, that's true. That's just objectively true.
2: Listen, (laughs) he was in the Super Bowl shuffle. He was. We worshipped him in Chicago. He needs to know where his bread was buttered.
0: That was like 36 years ago. I don't care. It's a long time ago. still rude. The fact that they have never had a, a quarterback that even compares to him... He said, "Is why they." Suck he said, so "Chicago
2: bad. Bears is where quarterbacks go to die."
0: That's right. That's right. Well, he isn't he also suffering some pretty profound mental stuff. I don't know. I mean, I think he has some pretty bad con- post concussion side effects. He's always wearing sunglasses. I he's, thought
2: that was his thing. Yeah, yeah but I think there's QB. also
0: like, uh, I don't know. Hmm. I was talking about this with a friend the other day, and uh, as your as your um, mind and soul evolve the archetype that you then become is different than the archetype you once were sure so in other words i think it's just funny and also slightly sad that jim mcmahon still has the same persona that he did some 36 years ago at some point you have to evolve into like the humble old quarterback not the right i'm still doing the super bowl shovel it's not 1985 (sighs) he's been fully irrelevant since 1990
2: well you're right except to me
0: (laughs) Those guys those guys have gotten more juice off of one year than anyone. I love it. Like, sort of. It's It's a microcosm of Chicago, to be sure.
2: Well, I think it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, well, the Bears, He, McMahon, if, if, as much as it might be uh, shot to the fan base, he's correct. The Packers have a much more stable and better organization than the Bears. The Bears are a wreck. The Bears should be so good, and they're always okay, like pretty good. But no one really has as good a f- I mean, the Bears have one of the best fan bases in all football. That's right. One of the best like traditions and fields and all that stuff. Yet they still are like Can't the third best together. team in their division. Yeah. And they hardly make the playoffs. And it's just sad. They should be so sweet.
2: Well, I will live vicariously through the 1985 Bears for the rest of my life. And I don't care.
0: 102.9 <laughs> ESPN Missoula. Noana's now chick who doesn't know sports. What else you got?
2: Okay, so my other beloved, oh god, here we Professional go. Uh, athlete Shaq.
0: Okay, this is good. I like Shaq. Yeah,
2: you always wondering like what
0: is I never happen. Know. Yeah, never know.
2: Shaq was in a jewelry store and he overheard um, this man talk about utilizing the layaway plan in the jewelry store. Okay, and he just hands his credit card to the cashier and buys the ring.
0: See, I would do stuff like that all the time if I was Isn't rich. that
2: the sweetest?
0: It's the sweetest.
2: I love it. So, next time you're in a jewelry store, if Shaq is in there, pretend you're super poor because he will buy... I guess he does it a lot. He does yeah. it for people.
0: Yeah. He buys tickets all the time and, like, he has come find... It's like, he's, it's like Pokemon Go, but it's for Shaq. What? Like, he'll have... He'll be like, I got tickets. I'm going to be in this area. Is that your if Shaq you impression? See, if you see me, come find me. And he'll just, like, dole out tickets to people.
2: Aw, I like that.
0: Or, like... T-shirts, and shoes. and Yeah, he's always giving it up. He he's was, the best.
2: He was very nice to me when I high-fived him in 1995. <laughs> oh, how'd you have to jump? I had to jump, and he he had his hand down low, and I was like...
0: <laughs> Is he just so big in real life? So
2: big. <laughs> but he was so nice. Like, he, he loved it. I, I mean, was he, know, Like,
0: what does his bed look like, you know? Oh, my God. Like, what does his shower look like?
2: Or a doorway. Like,
0: it's terrible. It would be so terrible to be that big. You could never sleep.
2: Well, I'm sure he has a custom bed. Well,
0: right. But like, just imagine how much effort it would take just to like roll over in the middle of the night.
2: I mean, it takes me a lot of effort. That's what I I'm saying imagine. he's like four times as big as you, uh, only four. I Thanks mean- a lot.
0: I mean, I don't even know. Shaq has to weigh like- Are you four. calling me fat? Shaq has to weigh like 450 pounds at this point, right? I mean-, um, I, mean I think he's, he's seven, a large man. I mean, he's seven two he, yeah. I and mean, he's enormous. Yeah, Big, one of the biggest dudes Well, on
2: his, on his. I love when I see people like Shaq doing that for the common man. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's sweet. so sweet.
0: If you were rich, what, what sort of acts of kindness would you do?
2: Hmm, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I would- you know, one thing I'd love to do is figure out how to get kids that can't afford to do sports Yes. S- to do sports. Like skiing is totally. so expensive just to go for a day. Right. And I would love to... I, my dream is to start a non for skiing for... Um, to offer skiing to, you know, mm-hmm. the less fortunate. Um,
0: I thought if I was Jeffrey Bezos, this would be so easy to do. You make a, basically a checklist when you sign your kid up for youth basketball say let's say you just have a partnership with the YMCA mm-hmm. every kid sixth grade and younger if you check the box that says you need basketball shoes Amazon just sends you your Love size it. of basketball shoes so then every kid in the country can just have not super fancy just no. like normal nice basketball yeah. shoes and he could totally do that yeah. Bezos could afford that easily
2: yeah And cleats, soccer cleats, Cleats, all the equipment they need. You know, the YMCA, no matter what you can, whether you can pay or not, you can always sign up for their sports. Good
0: good PSA. So
2: always important to know because they believe, I mean, I think it's so important to let kids, it, it gives, it's an unfair advantage if someone with money, you know, it's already unfair enough when they get private tennis lessons since age five and this, that, and the other. And I understand that is what it is, but if there's a way to offer to kids who just wouldn't otherwise be able to do it, I think that would be what I would spend my millions on.
0: Yes, totally. Now, now I think that youth sports in general, I mean, you could you could just buy state-of-the-art football helmets for all the youth football yeah. players in the country.
2: I mean, the the right thing to do would be for those companies to just donate that stuff. Yeah, or the NFL.
0: Yeah, maybe the NFL, right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But, you know, now we're getting too deep.
0: Well, that's too easy, right? You got to have you gotta have a $20 billion profit margin before you're satisfied, right? It's the American way. That's right. <laughs> we digress. What else you got? Speaking Again. of greed. Yeah?
2: I don't know if you ever heard about this high school basketball coach in North Carolina.
0: Oh, God. Here we go. I don't know. He
2: was beloved. Okay. He might... I'm not sure if he's alive still, but he is, he's this beloved high school coach caught... In a shootout. Oh, boy. In a criminal drug cartel. And apparently, he's been living a double life. Okay. And, like, working for organized crime while teaching basketball or coaching basketball in high school basketball in North Carolina. Wow. i um, not
0: that surprised. Yeah. I don't know this person. i just not that surprised.
2: He was shot to death in a oh my God. horrible, like, probably what's um, Breaking Bad type situation. And his whole life is being unraveled publicly now. Wow. So unbelievable. You think you know someone.
0: Yeah. There was, I mean, when the Bobcats had their football scandal in the mid 2000s, it culminated in a shootout. It culminated in a basketball player and a football player at Montana State murdering the American Legion baseball coach.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. Do we need to do a podcast on this?
0: (laughs) Well, Ah, uh, can I? Now the spoiler alert. Not going to do it. It has been written about, and uh, I think soon will be more than written about on a national level. There's a very famous article called uh, "Trouble in Paradise: How an Idyllic Mountain Town Became a, a, a Drug War Zone" or something like that. It's all about Bozeman, circa 2005, and then what? How this all culminated.
2: Why are we not doing a podcast on this? Well,
0: it's been written about it on the national level many times. Um, you know, I've thought about doing a podcast on it. It's a very dark moment in the history of our state, to be certain.
2: Is it darker than Unabomber?
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> such a loaded question. I don't even know. I I can't I can't opine because I think that Ted Kaczynski at the same time was very crazy and also um, incredibly brilliant and prophetic. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Beauty Bomber was certainly the uh, more sensationalized and more consumed on a national level scandal. But in terms of just, like, how things can go so awry in a small college town with when it comes to scholarship money, entitlement of athletes, drugs... Race, it gets really weird. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Now I have to go Google it. I'm going to send you the link to the article. Okay. And we can discuss next week. But um, no, but I mean, it's the more this stuff starts to come out. There's the big college basketball scandal this last couple of years with the wire. The FBI was wiretapping all of these people that were involved in organized crime. Many of whom were either one degree of separation away from or assistant basketball coaches in the NCAA. So that's how the FBI got involved with tapping guys like Sean Miller, who's got fired at Arizona, or Will Wade, who's LSU's head coach. They were tapping those guys' phones too. And I don't think the national media covered it. in, a, in, in a, Everybody was talking about the phone tapping and the bribery and these kids getting paid illegally by these programs, but no one ever put together, but why are the feds? investigating this? Why yeah. is this not an NCAA or a school violation? Why is the feds, the FBI is investigating this? Why? No one ever answered that question. Well the why is because there's only one degree of separation, it's because so many of these coaches are involved in unsavory things like this. Because how what is the mafia, what does organized crime want to control the most? Sports, because how do they make they the majority bet. of their money? Betting, gambling. Yeah. Exactly. And so it uh Regardless, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know this specific story, but... uh revered, influential basketball coaches that are sending kids to college. If there's ever a scandal surrounding those guys, I am not surprised whatsoever. But you're so jaded. It's one of the most unsavory parts of our society though because these kids are being brokered from such a young age and they're being treated like commodities. Yeah. And on one hand, you can't hate on it because if you're getting everything for free and then all of a sudden you're getting a full ride to North Carolina and then all of a sudden you're getting drafted in the NBA and you're going to be a millionaire and you're going to get a shoe deal... Those are opportunities that are f- awesome, life changing for your family. But at the same time, then, like, what happens to the kids that fail? What What about the parts of sports of like developing people on a like holistic or you know just, just to make them the a maturation person. level exactly? Yes. It, it, the the commodity element of it is just. It's hard to deal with, and it's also you just wonder like what's the psyche of a kid? You know, you wonder why every single kid is transferring now. It's well, it's because they've been treated like a commodity by right. these coaches their whole lives. So why wouldn't they? Right. You know, like the coach can leave anytime. Like you never know when this guy's going to get fired or shot to death or whatever. <laughs> you know, like it's horrible. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Regardless, I guess the whole the whole point is that there's still so many um, beneficial parts of sports particularly all the sports besides men's college basketball men's college basketball needs to get it back in because even though like the exploitation of football is huge too and like those you know Ohio State and Texas and Alabama they're making so much money but even those guys they're learning so many life lessons because football is so much about a sport of toughness and you're not necessarily glorified at most positions and I mean I could go on about this forever but the point is that um Basketball from the h- mid-high school through college levels right now is very, 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 very broken. They need to figure it out.
2: Well, having guys in the mafia <laughs> shootouts isn't helping. It's not
0: helping. No, definitely not. Definitely not good. Well, Carolyn, anything else? You got a happy note to leave us on? No, I don't. I have- is ski season over?
2: Ski season's over.
0: That's a bummer. I think there are still um, a couple places in the area open. I'm pretty sure Lookout Pass is the last weekend. Really? This weekend. Uh, I also, I think lost trails last weekend is, is this weekend as well.
2: Um, well we're now full throttle into soccer. Mm, Nice. Go FC. Nice. So we will be doing all the soccer all the time, which is great. And I don't know if you know this, but I am the team's strength and conditioning coach. Let's go. So I get to, uh, make the boys run sprints and lunges and squats and they all hate me, but it's so fun.
0: Squats. All of it. For the 13 year olds.
2: Eleven-year-olds. Good. Yeah, squats, lunges, push-ups, um, planks.
0: You ready for my uh, my my um, crazy guy thought of the day? I don't know. I've been observing the lower body development of preteen and teens. And I think that, that it's, it's it's very it's very um, decelerated compared to what it used to be because I think kids don't run around as much. Agreed. And then when kids get to like high school and stuff, I just think that there's there's a, a high prevalence of ACL tears and stuff because I think kids' legs aren't as strong because they don't spend much as much time as the, on their feet as they should. I okay. so this is good that you're you're giving them a holistic program.
2: I also I agree with you, but I also disagree with you because I also think some of these kids who are getting injured are overusing and they are like way more than I ever even in my prime. Well, maybe not when I was like really playing, but I mean, I have, I know tweens and teens that are getting private lessons. They're going to practices, multiple practices. I have a friend who's more than doing in
0: between that. What What are they doing in between that?
2: I think they're like nonstop. Right. Right. So like, I, I guess what I'm
0: saying is like kids don't just, I, I, I don't know. I guess the whole point is to run around all the time. I agree. But I you're, but you're right too. The specialization, the specialized workouts is a uh, burnout as well.
2: Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I am having fun with it and the kids are always are you gonna complaining. you going to put this on your
0: business card?
2: Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to give me any recommendations, these boys.
0: Soccer mom, strength coach.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty fun. And you know what? They're going to thank me at some point because they are going to be in way better shape than their competitors. I love it. Yeah.
0: It is the key. It is the chick who does no sports. Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. We do this now on Thursdays through the end of the summer. Carolyn, this was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. Always one of our favorite segments of the week here on Nuanez Now. Update from the Grizz soccer match today. University of Montana women's soccer team playing in the semifinals of the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Four teams advanced. The Grizzlies were the number one seed on the Northwest. They were up 1-0, 58 minutes into the match, thanks to a Taylor Stogar goal. Northern Colorado evened it at 1-1 in the 78th minute. Game went to extra time, then overtime. And in overtime, Taylor Stogar with the golden goal, her second goal of the game a game winner this time, and the University of Montana women's soccer team into the championship match of the Big Sky Conference Women's Soccer Tournament. Big time for the University of Montana and redemption as well. Northern Colorado knocked the Lady Grizz out in overtime in the 2019 conference tournament. So congratulations to Grizz Soccer. They're going to the championship, which will be played on Saturday. They await the winner. uh, Northern Arizona and I cannot remember the other team played on that side of the bracket. We'll get you an update on that as well. Going up next here on Nuwana is Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, Justin Belknap. He's a graduate transfer from the University of Arizona. He plays for the Grizz football team. He's a defensive end. He's been in college for about six years, so he's got some interesting perspective. He joins us next. Keep it right here, ESPN Missoula What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Hope you're having a great day, a great week. It's Nuwana's now, your favorite daily sports talk show. Broadcast live on 102.90 ESPN Missoula, as well as around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. Appreciate everybody that swung by so far to help me navigate this wonderful Thursday evening couple pieces of news to get to before we share an interview with Justin Belknap. Belknap is a defensive end for the Grizz football team, a, a, I guess, sixth-year senior at this point. He's a graduate transfer from the University of Arizona, and uh, he's going to be 25 years old here pretty soon. So uh, an atypical college football player to be sure, but a guy that I think that the Grizz are pretty happy that they landed and a guy that's starting right now off the edge for the Grizz, and I think a guy that will uh, contribute uh, to say the least, here coming up this fall. But a few things first. Uh, first and foremost, if you didn't hear in the last segment, the uh, Grizz soccer team. They are uh, into the championship match of the Big Sky Conference tournament. They will take on, uh, I guess we're awaiting the winner of, of who the Grizz will take on, but they won 2-1 to one in overtime over Northern Colorado. So a little piece of redemption as well for the uh, University of Montana women's soccer team. Overtime goal by Taylor Stogar. She had a uh, she had two goals in the match, including the game winner in overtime. So uh, Northern Colorado eliminated Montana from the 2019 conference tournament. And so uh, a good win for Montana. They have become the best program in the Big Sky Conference under Chris Chitavitsky. And now they're chasing their second NCAA tournament berth in the last three years. Another piece of news, Raleigh Wooster, Missoula Hellgate product who played last year at Utah State, the runner-up for freshman of the year in the Mountain West Conference. He made his decision today, announced via Twitter. He is headed to the University of Utah. So Craig Smith, who is at Utah State, when Larry Kerstoviak, who, by the way, is also from Missoula and was uh, dismissed as the head coach of the University of Utah after 10 seasons, that opened then for Craig Smith, who's been at Utah State for a couple of years, to then take the Utah job. And Raleigh Wooster, Missoula Hellgate product, is going with... Um, Coach Smith. So Raleigh Wooster finds his way uh, to the University of Utah. And lastly, Scott Blakeney, graduate transfer from Idaho, who committed to the University of Montana. He officially signed with the Grizz today. So an interconference transfer, grad transfer. Blakeney's a 6'8, 235 pound forward. I guess more like a center. I don't know. He's a post. We'll call him a post. But he's a guy that I think will contribute to Montana as well. One more thing. Actually, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to Justin Belknap, and then I got another cool thing to announce as well. We got some got some great collectors out there, and uh, I got my hands on a couple great pieces of sports memorabilia, specifically graded trading cards. And this is going to go hand in hand with some promotion for Transcendent Distribution. Um, but I, my good buddy Don swung by and, and dropped off some cool things. So I'll, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll show off some of the goods, some of the memorabilia. But first, Justin Belknap. Well, happy now to be joined by Grizz defensive end, Justin Belknap. He is in his first sort of technically year with the University of Montana. I know it's been a weird time, but Justin, last week, you guys actually got to get on the football field and play some football. So thanks so much for joining us. I know you're preparing for another game. I know you're busy, but to welcome to the show. Welcome to Missoula. Happy to have you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: First of all, just tell us about just what this last bit year has been like for you and your teammates. I mean, obviously a crazy year, nothing fun about it for a lot of us, but uh, here you guys are, and you kind of made it on the other side. Had a great win last week against uh, Central Washington, 59-3 to in Missoula. So uh, what was it like kind of navigating the year, especially when you yourself were joining a new program, and, and what was it like to get back on the field last weekend? Yeah
1: so yeah a lot of craziness with uh the whole covid situation in 2020 going on but um you know going in coming to missoula i thought i'd be here for six seven months tops with uh with the fall season and then i you know be done graduated and on on with uh my career but um the whole team is just we've just been in limbo waiting but we've been trying to stay ready as best as we can and uh just ready for opportunities to go out there and show uh what we've been working on
0: take me through your college career because i know that uh now when you when you add the covid and, and the graduate transfer and your injuries you had in arizona i mean it seems like you've probably been in college for a long time so uh, i mean what's it been like just the kind of your journey and the, and the fact that i know you're, you're finally preparing for your final season of college football
1: yeah well everyone has a story you know and uh Well, my story would be, you know, going to Arizona as a walk-on, just at that point just trying to make the team and, you know, not get cut come spring. And then, you know, finally earning a scholarship after that uh, second year. Um, And then going into that next season, having a good season, and then that next season breaking my foot, kind of just uh, put a halt on everything. But um, once I got that foot fixed – I was excited to get back on the field again. Um, Played that season, then got to come over to Montana, where I'm loving it, and uh, just working through getting past those injuries and past everything, and getting finally back on the field after 495 days of no football games. As uh, it was a relief stepping on that field in front of fans, even though it wasn't a packed house like I've been told. it was a great, great experience, and I was very grateful and excited to be out
0: there. Well, I know you, you come from Las Vegas originally, so was that the tie to, to Montana, especially Bobby Hauk, since he was at UNLV, or what kind of led you to Montana initially?
1: So, um, yeah, Coach Coach Hauk, um, me and uh, me and Robbie Hauk uh, actually went to high school together for two mm. years when uh, Coach Hauk was at was at UNLV. Uh, but yeah, we had we had two years together playing football, and me and Robbie were we were, were good friends there. And you know, we we knew each other. We had two years apart, so we didn't you know hang out or anything uh, outside of football. But we knew each other. We're good uh, friends inside of football. And then when I uh, got that opportunity to transfer, I knew I, I knew Coach Hout was up in Montana, and uh, I knew my uh, friend Gavin Robertson. Played with me at Arizona for two years, transferred over to Montana, and uh, I, it just made sense to go up there through Coach Houck, through Robbie, through Gavin, through um, family who's been from, who's from Montana, and I got a lot of. I was born in Spokane, Washington, actually, so I got a lot of family up here. So uh, that's all those things kind of just fell into place, and uh,
0: it just made sense to come up here. Justin Billnap joining us. He's a senior defensive end for the University of Montana football team. They play their second and final spring game Saturday against Portland State, 11 a.m. kickoff from Washington Grizzly Stadium. And, Justin, what's the transition been like from Arizona? I mean, my family hails from Arizona as well. We're from Sedona. So uh, I've been in Montana for a long time, though, so not as big of a transition when you move here when you're a little kid. But, I mean, what was the transition like for you, uh, particularly when it comes to the weather, but all, kind of all the other factors as well?
1: Oh, the weather is a big thing for me. Uh, I know <laughs> everyone will be up there with no sleeves on, no tights on. It'll be warm and stuff, and I'll be over. I'll be there uh, freezing, shaking, kind of cold, really cold, but uh, I'm getting used to it. It's not as bad as when I first got
0: here. <laughs> no question. Uh, what, one of the biggest differences you notice Just is the, the football programs. I, I know that this Montana coaching staff, I've been so impressed with just – you know, their experience and uh, sort of the, the way that they've inst- reinstilled discipline within the team. So what's that part been like for you just uh, adjusting to a new coaching staff here after you've been playing college football for a handful of years?
1: It's cool. I mean, I've had um, two other past head coaches before uh, Coach Houck. So it, it's just cool to see different coaching styles and uh, different different ideas for the program and how, uh, how they like to run their program, you know, so um, there are differences and stuff, but you know, at the end of the day, it's football and it's X's and O's, and uh, you got to go out there and make plays uh, to be a successful football team.
0: <laughs> I gotta ask you this: I think Barry Sachs is one of the funniest characters I've ever come across. How do you, how do you take him seriously all the time? How do you keep a straight face when Coach Sachs is just going crazy like he always is? Oh, it's real hard to keep a straight
1: face. <laughs> when I'm It's tough, but uh, um, I like how we all have fun. We have fun out there uh, as a D-line, as a unit. And Coach Sachs likes to have fun. And uh, we just, we don't want to go out there with a a mindset like, oh, we got to go practice today. It's always a mindset of, oh, we get to go practice today. We're excited to go practice today. We get to go work and work on our craft. So Coach Sachs, uh, he's our number one fan. He's uh, always motivating us. And always keeping uh, our spirits up.
0: Justin Billnap, join us from the University of Montana football team. And Justin, uh, an interesting role for you too, considering that uh, you, you joined a group that. A lot of guys have played a lot, but they're actually, they're not actually old yet, right? Like a lot of guys that are just sophomores and juniors, I think just one other senior on the D-line with you. So uh, what's that dynamic? Yeah, how, how do you balance that? You know, the fact that you maybe you're expected to be a little bit of a senior leader as a guy that's a little bit older, but also you're joining a group that's played a lot of football here in Montana. Yeah,
1: it's, almost, it's a little weird being, uh, being transferring and being a senior and uh, trying to uh, get into that senior leadership role when uh, still, you're still trying to build relationships with players, with other players. But um, I got, lucky enough, I got Joe Babros there to help me out with uh, the whole senior leadership thing with uh, the D-line. And then, like you were saying with the young guys, there's so many good young guys and so much potential for the future for this group. The guys like uh, Alice Governor and um, Jacob McGowan and, and those kinds of guys. That there's so much upside and potential for those guys in the future. That it's exciting to be a part of the group.
0: You mentioned the break; almost a 500-day break between actual football games. And so, uh, I'm sure last week was awesome for you guys all the way around. But. Uh, early in the second half, Central Washington had a fourth down from about midfield. I think it was you and, and Babros, Joe Babros, that broke through, kind of led the charge on making that stop. So uh, in that moment, that must have been a, a, a giant sense of relief and just a great moment of elation for you guys, the fact that you actually were able to to make a play in a real football game.
1: Yeah, me and Joe, two, two uh, old guys, we always get joked uh, at, jokes uh, at practice that we're we're too old for college football now. <laughs> He's 24 and I'm turning 24 in May. So we're just those two old guys uh, who, who made that fourth down stop. And then that fourth down play, it was mostly mostly Joe taking him out. I was just trying to lay on his knees so uh, the referee wouldn't move him up a- anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, no question. Well, how would you evaluate just the way that the front seven played? I thought you guys looked uh, sound, fast to the ball, but uh, you, just your evaluation of the way that the front played on, on Saturday. I
1: thought we played good. I thought we played uh, frantic and ran of the ball decently. But, you know, there's always things to get better on. We can always pursue better. And that's something that we pride in as a defense, and as a a team, our pursuit. Um, But there's always little things you can get better at. And we're going to this week during practice for Portland State. And uh, just excited to clean those things up.
0: Justin Belknap joining us, defensive end, University of Montana football team. They play Portland State Saturday, and it's not even, I was going to say Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning, I guess, 11 a.m. kickoff, Washington Grizzlies Stadium. Uh, but Justin, obviously, it's going to be a big jump, just in the quality of the the team you're playing. I know Central was was good, sound, you know, talented Division two team, but but Portland State probably going to be expected to be one of the uh, better teams in the Big Sky in the upcoming fall. So um, I know you're probably just a, touching in on the preparation right now, probably just getting started on it. But overall, initially, what have you thought of Central Washington, and, and what are some of the keys for your guys' preparation this week? I thought Central Washington was a good team. I, I... Like Coach
1: Hogue said in his post-game interview, they do everything right. I mean, they—they're a smart team. They—they, they, their film was good because they were calling things out tendencies that that we do, and so they're—they're they're a good team. Like Coach Hogue said, and uh, looking forward to playing uh, Portland State. Um, I never got to play them before, obviously, but I mean, it's—it's it's exciting, and uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday.
0: The quarterback, Davis Alexander, obviously a guy that uh, people around the league know pretty well. Uh, When you're initially watching film, is is he somebody that jumps out? And if so, what's the key to slowing down a guy like that that who can throw on the run and uh, is pretty mobile?
1: Yeah, he's a mobile quarterback, and I've seen some mobile quarterbacks um, through my years of playing. So um, yeah, he's a he's a playmaker. Uh, We just gotta we gotta try to contain him Um, and. Uh, try to slow him down. Make sure he doesn't make any, you know, any dynamic plays with his feet.
0: The primary goal, obviously, when you're playing an opponent, is, is to win. But besides that, I mean, what what are you guys hoping to take from these games that maybe you can carry over into the fall?
1: Um, we want to. I know from a defensive standpoint, we want to dominate our opponents physically. We want to. We want to get that mindset locked in as a defense that we're gonna. We're going to play 60 minutes of football, and all 60 minutes we're going to uh, physically dominate you. So that's uh, that's something we want to take away from these games, and that's something we want to improve and work on.
0: Justin Belknap, Grizz defensive end. Saturday, 11 a.m., Washington Grizzly Stadium against Portland State. Justin, appreciate the time. Welcome back anytime, and uh, best of luck on Saturday, and uh, maybe we'll catch up with you this summer. But in the, in the meantime, best of luck with everything, and we'll look forward to the fall. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. There you go, Justin Belknap, his nuana is Now debut. That's what you're listening to, Nuanez Now. I'm Coulter Nuanez. This is 1029 ESPN, Missoula, maybe statewide television, SWX Montana television. This job is fun because a lot of times, and sports is fun because it helps you connect to a lot of different people that maybe you wouldn't have met otherwise. And um, I think this this uh, career gives me a platform to, to sort of spread that That net and be able to meet a lot of good people. But uh, one guy I met along the way, we share a great love of sports cards, sports memorabilia. And uh, he dropped by a couple pretty sweet pieces of memorabilia. So if you're watching on SWX Montana TV, what I have here is I have three rookie cards. These have all been sent uh, to the the Beckett Grading Company. So Beckett Magazine, they do official grading of cards. And if you know anything about that, it's basically the condition of the card. What's the alignment like? What's the centering like? What's the condition of it? Is it a mint condition card? Uh, Is it a... uh, is there any scuffs or marks or is it in perfect condition? So uh, what we have here is three mint condition rookie cards. One, if you're watching on TV, you can see it's a Randy Moss Bowman Chrome card. So that's pretty cool rookie card of one of my favorite players of all time, Randy Moss. We also got a 1989 Tops traded Barry Sanders rookie card which is super cool. All three of these, by the way, in mint condition. Then we also have a Troy Aikman Tops traded 1989 rookie car. So these are pretty cool. I'm still deciding what we're doing with these. If we're displaying them or if we're just sharing them or if we're maybe doing a giveaway, I'm not sure. But um, these come courtesy to us. From Transcendent Distribution, you probably heard their ads on the show if you're a terrestrial radio listener. But Transcendent Distribution, basically, here's what it is: all, all, whatever you need in the service industry, the restaurant industry, uh, maybe you have a a box store, something like that. Anything, any sort of retail or restaurant type of. Business. If you need anything like paper goods or uh, hand soap or whatever, uh, like like Don likes to say, if you don't eat it or drink it, he's got it. So um, whether it's a to-go box or you know plastic cups or the little containers you hold the ketchup in or the mustard or the mayonnaise or whatever it might be all that sort of stuff, particularly in the restaurant business, Transcendent Distribution's got you covered. So just visit transcendentdistribution.com if you need any sort of good like that. And Don's a local guy, so he can match any price. He's gonna have the best prices and he'll be readily available whenever you need him. You know, if your dishwasher goes out or you need to redo the the soap through the the hand sanitizer machine, or whatever it might be, Don's got you covered. So thanks to to Transcendent Distribution for these cool cards. We'll continue to do this. We'll maybe figure out some sort of promotion or giveaway or something like that. Uh, But in the meantime, super cool. Rookie cards. A couple of my favorite players, Barry Sanders and Randy Moss, always welcome. And I always love checking out the cool sports memorabilia. So thank you to Transcendent Distribution for being a great sponsor here of Nuwana's Now. You're listening to Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN, Missoula, Statewide Television, SWX Montana TV. Give you a little tease of what's coming up tomorrow and uh, get you rolling for your weekend. Keep it right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula.
2: to more Ocean Avenue, where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both sixteen, and it felt so right. Sleeping all day. Stay-
0: Welcome back in. Thanks so much for riding home with us. I'm Coulter Nuanez. This is Nuanez Now, your favorite sports talk show here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Really fun show today. Thanks so much for everybody for swinging on by. Always loving all my friends. Come on over to talk sports with me. Anthony Knockreiner from KGEZ up at Kalispell. I guess formerly now he is uh, on his way back home to Florida. I got some stuff with the family he's got to go take care of. So maybe we'll cross paths again. Maybe he'll find his way back up to the greatest state in the union. But in the meantime, it's been fun working with him. He ran a daily sports talk show up there in the Flathead uh, during the evenings for about five years. So I made uh, dozens, if not even maybe 100 appearances on his show. And he's definitely contributed to this show throughout the years as well. So fun working with Anthony. Fun getting to know a guy from the other side of the country. And I appreciate him spending the first hour. We talked... Junior Bergen flipping his commitment from Montana State football to Montana football. Billing's senior standout, that's an impactful one to be sure and uh, so that'll be interesting to see to catch up with Bergen and see how uh, this all plays out but uh, because Jeff Chote left that means the letter of intent that Junior Bergen signed with Montana State, was not binding, so he was able to uh, alter it and make a transfer. Uh, Anthony and I also talked about the Grizz-Portland State game and also rehashed some of our best memories from uh, the state of Montana and in the sports world from the last handful of years. Carolyn, so who doesn't sports, swung on by, never thought I was going to be talking about J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, and Alex Rodriguez, nor Jim McMahon, uh, but we talked about both those as well as Shaquille O'Neal and a couple others as well, so Carolyn always... Bring in the levity, bring in the laughs, bring in the humor. And uh, we always look forward to having her at uh, just an announcement. We're going to be doing the chick who does no sports on Thursdays now instead of on Fridays. So stay tuned for that. And then Justin Belknap, a Grizz defensive end. He's a sixth-year senior at the University of Montana, transfer from Arizona, graduate transfer. And uh, he is uh, playing his final college football season this upcoming fall. But uh, he's a starter for the Grizz and uh, expected to be a senior leader. He made his new on his now debut. So we appreciate Justin for taking the time as well. One last day to enter for our Grizz Greats painting. If you're watching on TV, you can see it prominently displayed. It's a painting of Dave Dickinson, Don Reed, and Andy Larson at the base of Mount Sentinel with Main Hall from the University of Montana campus, the Spit and Grizz, the stadium in Huntington, West Virginia, and a whole bunch of other cool elements to the painting. It's we're here for you. This is going to be, this painting is about a $700 retail value. So this is one of the coolest and uh, most valuable things we've ever given away on Nuana is Now, if you want to enter to win, I've gotten a couple hundred entries this week. So thank you so much. I know I called you all out for uh, being slow. We only had a few dozen for the first three weeks we were doing this thing, but uh, really flooded the the mailbox and the in the uh, social media interactions these last several days. So appreciate all that. Appreciate all of you. So we'll be picking a winner uh, later on this week. Uh, on Friday, in fact, after, after 5 o'clock, we'll, we'll give this thing away. So stay tuned for that. But you still have time to enter. So all you got to do is just shoot us a, a social media interaction, whether it's on Facebook, Facebook backslash ESPN Missoula, or on Twitter, at 1029ESPN. Just interact with us. Tell us your favorite football memories from the state of Montana. High school, college, Grizz, Bobcats, whatever you want to say. And uh, that'll get you entered, and we will pick our favorite one tomorrow during the 5 o'clock hour. Regime Seabrook. Back in the saddle tomorrow, Regime is a, uh, a good friend of mine and, and uh, a very good uh, intellectual guy that's very fun to have discourse with and talk about all of the different elements and layers of this crazy life that we live. So he'll be joining me on Fridays for the foreseeable future through the rest of the spring and into the summer. So we're excited to have Regime back in the fold. He's a great member of this community, gives back to It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.